0: Basketball is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. All right folks, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of the California Sports Lawyer podcast. This is episode 47 of season four. And as we're coming to a close of uh, season four here for 2022, we look forward to being uh, with you for 2023 as well for season five. Today, we have a very special episode. We'll be talking about the popularity of sports and how they continue to rise. And what we're sort of looking at is sort of um, – prospectively to the future in 2023 in terms of what we might see uh, in terms of sports and entertainment, but we're also looking at what's happened in 2022 and kind of recapping the year, if you will, uh, in terms of things that have happened and what that might look like for the future. Well, I think first of all, for 2023, I think we all have to agree, uh, at least just based on sheer numbers. Uh, it's been the biggest year for sports, uh, and of course, we had the World Cup, and you know, we uh, we obviously had um, you know some major sporting events, and we have some upcoming major sporting events. But I, I think it's also one of those things where, if you just look at the dollars, right? I think in two thousand twenty-two, sports rights, live sports rights, in terms of purchasing that content, uh, got to fifty-five billion dollars. That is a lot of money. And, of course, that's only going to continue to grow as the Indian Premier League uh, cricket overseas uh, uh, expands its rights and looks for new buyers. Uh, this is only going to expand as uh, the big five here in the United States, NBA, NHL, MLS, NBA, and um, uh, Major League Baseball all look uh, to expand their rights deals when they expire Uh If not in the coming years, usually about five years – they're usually about five years long or so. So uh, again, look for those to continue to grow, even to the point that there's experts that are saying that the uh, 2023-2024 will be the first time that live sports rights actually exceed $60 billion. So again, as we look at the year 2022 and as it comes to a close – I think uh, one of the things that's also been consistent has been that sports entertainment enthusiasts and industry professionals uh, agree that um, a bet on sports is one of the better investments. I think sports teams have continued to increase in valuations. Uh, we're talking about you know somewhere between six and seven billion dollars for selling of a Premier League team um, as the um, the Glazer family looks to potentially sell. Uh, Manchester United over there in the Premier League, and I think there's some trends at the end of 2022 that will continue to lead into 2023. One of those has been an increase in pickleball ownership, pickleball team ownership, and out of a couple, as of a couple years ago, people weren't even talking about pickleball. So this is clearly um, a newer investment. I think probably a little more risky. Um, there was that game that would. Uh, I hate to compare it to this, but there was that Highline game that was played in the 1980s in, um, in Miami It became a very, very big thing. And ultimately, the sport became uh, sort of uh, wrapped up in in somewhat of the drug scene uh, there in, in uh, the 1980s, uh, particularly in Miami and the cocaine trade. But I think that um, it was a very popular sport and not to compare the two, which I'm not doing, but... I think, you know, ultimately when you're looking at a newer sport, you have to look at um, sort of where its strengths are and that sort of thing. And I think, uh, you know, maybe pickleball is more comparable, uh, you know, let's say to um, lacrosse and some of the lacrosse leagues that have grown. So it's not going to be, you know, uh, one of the big five, if you will, but it'll be a good investment. And I think things will continue to grow. And frankly, if you could get on the ground floor of something, Your investment, um, particularly as somebody, you know, if you're somebody that invests a lot, I think you might have, um, you know, it's sort of I think where people are looking at is they're saying, hey, we're not putting so much money down, but we're getting ownership stakes in a team. Again, I'm not an expert in that. This is not financial advice or investment advice, but that's sort of what's happening. Is there has been an increase in pickleball team ownership, and and if anything, pickleball is not. as popular maybe as esports was a few years ago, uh, esports uh, is continuing to grow, but has cooled uh, somewhat. Um, so we'll sort of see how that plays out, and that just might be the more the market correcting itself. I think we're gonna continue to see a reawakening of Formula One. I think Netflix and their uh, drive to um, survive series really put, um, you know, the stamp of approval, if you will, or an increased sort of engagement with formula one formula one's always been a very popular sport worldwide but i think it's starting to gain more recognition here in the states and that's clear by formula one adding races to las vegas Uh, they've had the race in austin and there's going to be some other races throughout uh, throughout the country so we'll sort of see how that grows i think the growth of college football and nil deals and of course the playoffs because we have this now, this college football playoff expanding in 2024 from four teams to 12 teams. Uh, So I think you're going to see, obviously, it can be a lot more games, but potentially even having, for example, like with the Rose Bowl, having um, two games played there, because you might have a semifinal play there, but then you may also have the Rose Bowl game. So uh, we'll sort of see how that plays out. And, of course, added significance in the sense that uh, let's say uh, when UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten, if they, if they represent the Big Ten, they're still going to be playing the Pac-12. So um, we'll have uh, some rivalries there, uh, depending on how some of those games play out. Of course, we have the reintroduction of the XFL in 2023, which is its third iteration. And then we'll have the continuance in Season 2 of the USFL, uh, which had... Um, uh, a successful season by by many standards, and the fact that it still survived after the one season, I think, says a lot. Obviously, COVID uh, shut down the Alliance of American Football and then also um, the XFL, but those things were, were looking you know, pretty promising at the time. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with cryptocurrency. Uh, we, we've sort of seen uh, the venue and uniform sponsorships um, fall. FTX has folded. And they had a major sponsorship, uh, venue sponsorship of the Miami Heat arena, and of course, uh, Major League Baseball umpires. Those are both gone now. I think it's going to be curious what happens to Los Angeles Lakers and Crypto.com, and the Crypto.com arena, or or the Crypt, as as they sometimes refer to it. But um, again, I don't know. Uh, I think cryptocurrency was something everybody was pretty high on, or. At least a lot of folks were pretty high on for a while, uh, and now it seems to um, have fallen by the wayside. So we'll see how that plays out. And we'll also see how this affects NFTs, right? Because crypto and NFTs are based on the same sort of blockchain technology, although NFTs initially had a very big uh, following uh, and a very big interest in it. I think there's still interest in it, and the people who are passionate about NFTs are very passionate about it. And um, I think I think there's a market there, uh, but um, you know I think we'll continue to see that grow. Um, I don't think as exponentially as we we saw initially, but I still think there's some interest in it. And as the word world becomes more digitized, but again, I've often thought that the NFTs um, were in some sense based on the success of the world moving to more of a digital environment. What do I mean by that? Of course, we live in a digital environment, internet, computers, cell phones, the whole thing, right? Uh, We live on applications on cell phones, the whole thing. But I think with NFTs, in some sense, it's kind of reliant on, like the movie Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg. It would almost take the world to be in a situation where it was completely digitized or a place where the physical world was just no longer enjoyable. And of course, Google Images, as long as that's free, if somebody wants to look up something, look up an image, they can see it, right? It's as opposed to um, you know, let's say um going to see the Mona Lisa in person. You know, of course you can look up an image, but seeing it in person is something um, you know, entirely different experience, right? So I think those are some of the uh, some of the issues going back and forth with consumers as to what's worth it for an NFT, what's not worth it. People who are passionate about it are going to be passionate about it. I mean, I happen to like NFTs. I think that they're very interesting. I think the whole um, culture surrounding NFTs is very interesting. So again, we'll sort of see how that plays out. I think Netflix is going to continue its potential um, you know, push into live sports, at least in the sense of considering it. Uh, they have definitely pushed into sports documentaries. They're going to continue to do that. There's going to be one on tennis coming out uh, very soon. They've also introduced an ad-based option uh, for Netflix, which I I seem to think that um, may uh, potentially provide the platform for, uh, for live sports. Because if they have ads, they have something built in there. We'll see how that, that plays out. Um, but again, they do have a a, um, a tennis based docu series coming up called Breakpoint. And um, we'll sort of see how how that plays. But um, it, it's definitely true uh, that uh, sports documentaries have grown uh, in the past uh, few years on Netflix. And, and I think that um, that will probably continue to be the case as uh, as um, those documentaries are, you know, popular on that platform. So again, I think that the potential of an ad-based option that, that Netflix has introduced does kind of open the door to live sports. We'll sort of see um, Reed Hastings, who the CEO, has made a comment about the fact that um, purchasing sports rights are expensive. and and um, in some ways, they have pr- pr- proven to be, uh, money losers in the sense that um, because how expensive they are, platforms just like to have them on there to get more eyeballs on content. You know, I, I think that um, that might have been a generalization because I do think that sp- live sports rights are are profitable. I don't think um, companies would be shelling out billions of dollars for these rights if it wasn't if it wasn't uh, profitable. But Reed Hastings may be on something. These things are expensive. Um, but I will say uh, that the competition from Amazon and Apple and others, if it becomes so great to the point that content subscribers begin to leave from Netflix for another streamer, I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix jumped in the fight. Uh, they haven't been able to, or haven't haven't needed to do that to this point. I think also that sports have become so popular uh, that two phenomenon happened uh, in 2022 for the first time ever. The first is is that major entertainment agencies like WME, CAA, UTA, and others are shifting their focus of a majority part of their business from entertainment to sports, and uh, that's, that's pretty significant. We're talking about major Hollywood agencies that um, five, ten years ago, this wouldn't even have been an option, but now as the business of sports continues to grow and we see WME, of course, they've been involved in the uh, IMG business and college sports for quite some time, but they really are starting to hire and purchase other sports agencies and really build that up. And of course, one interesting thing that I think went unnoticed for the most part was uh, college sports are now actually taking over movie theaters. So now we see movie theaters as viewing locations for uh, college bowl games and football games. Again, I think both phenomena were were inconceivable only a few years ago. And and again, uh, you know, there's possibly the argument that you know, obviously with theaters and the hit that they took during COVID, uh, that um, you know that you know maybe they're looking for more opportunities. That's true, uh, but again, uh, I think sort of factually wise, this is something that uh, was inconceivable a few years ago. Uh, so, talking, you know, sort of staying in the NCAA lane, uh, we have a new president uh, coming in in 2023. Uh, he is Charlie Baker, the former uh, governor of Massachusetts, and he's going to lead the NCAA into its next chapter. Um, president Baker is um, somebody that has CEO experience, so C suite experience, but he's also uh, got the government experience and uh, the political experience. So, I think. Uh, a wise choice when you're considering all the issues that Baker's going to have to address and contend with. Number one, the Wild West NIL system, as many uh, college um, uh, college uh, executives and uh, I was going to say front office folks, but um, when you're talking about college, it's not front office. But then again, other people might disagree with that. Uh, but uh, when you're talking about compliance, folks, I mean it's just been consistent that has been an, has been a wild nil system, transfer portal concerns, with players, conference expansion, the unionization of athletes, the paying of athletes, and frankly, a continued unwanted oversight by the United States Congress. I don't think the NCAA wants to have Congress involved, as any you know private business doesn't want. Uh, there's also the issue of the independence of power five conferences and the potential effects of expansion of the college football playoff with injuries, uh, with time, with education, with everything else. So Baker's got his, um, his job cut out for him. I think he's going to do a good job, you know, based on his reputation and, uh, his ability to uh, work across the aisle and uh, to broker different deals. So, um, and of course the, you know, the governor of, uh, of a major state. So, um, with, with a lot of sports and folks who are passionate about sports there in Massachusetts. So we'll sort of see how this plays out. Um, you know, obviously wish Baker the best and, and, um, but again, it's, it's going to be a tough job. He's got a lot ahead of him. And of course, incidentally has been somewhat silent on NIL. And so I think having a stronger uh, presence there uh, is going to be well needed in a partner. And I think Baker said that in his um, opening speech as – he doesn't start, I think, until March because he finishes out his term as governor. And then I think uh, sort of have a two- to three-month um, sort of transition period before he takes on the job. But um, it's going to be very interesting how this plays out. Uh, and of course we have uh, the the question of whether March Madness will be expanded. There's been talk about expanding to more teams there. Uh, So we'll see how that plays. And of course, Apple and Amazon uh, have continued their flirtation with the purchase of live sports rights. Uh, Amazon has jumped into it with the uh, Thursday Night Football. Apple has jumped into it with Major League Soccer. But now there's uh, talk of Apple being interested in the NFL Network. And then, of course, Amazon has had some discussion with um, at least some rumors as to whether they might purchase a Premier League team, uh, namely uh, the uh, Manchester United team from the Glazer family. Of course, they'd have to divest of some of their interests there, and uh, who knows whether the sec- uh, Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, will approve it here in the States or that it will be approved overseas uh, by the UK government. Um, probably unlikely, uh, considered how some other uh, sports properties have been treated in the, in, a, in a similar situation, and again, we mentioned the fact that uh, the likelihood of sports rights uh, to exceed $60 billion for the first time in history in 2024. So we'll sort of see how um, how that plays out. Uh, sports betting is continuing to grow. I think uh, this is true as, applic- I was going to say, applications and states grow in their use and acceptance. Of course, that's pretty much gratuitous in the sense that uh, as states, you know, pass laws and, um, you know, because of course the PASFA Act when it was overturned by Congress and found unconstitutional, mm-hmm. the idea is, is that states have to pass their own thresholds, their own laws and regulations to introduce sports betting. They can't just have it. There has to be a um, a certain threshold and a database and the, the sort of giving of licenses and a proper process mm-hmm. But as states continue to do that, obviously sports betting is going to grow, and it's going to become harder and harder for states to ignore this because they're going to see that there's other states out there that are bringing in millions and potentially billions of dollars in tax revenue. I mean, New York and New Jersey broke all kinds of records, and Pennsylvania broke all kinds of records in their first you know, few months of um, of putting sports betting on the books, so uh, ESPN is also expanding its race car coverage. Uh, There's a Tony Stewart um, Friday night uh, package that they're going to be looking at. Uh, obviously Bob Iger, new CEO of Disney, is going to be looking at uh, potentially expanding um, you know, content and whether that's purchasing a, a another platform, purchasing content there was rumors about apple whether those are legitimate or not uh but again disney's looking for a jolt in its business uh whether and it could be a sell-off or something you know there was, there was rumors about uh, potentially espn being sold but um you know bob Iger is a is a smart guy and we'll sort of see how uh how this plays out for him how it plays out for disney uh but i think either way um you know buckle your seatbelts because uh it's going to be a wild ride and, um, you know, or, you know, put your head out the window either, either way, you know, experience the the wind going by or buckle your seatbelts and roll the windows up however you enjoy it or like to experience it. But I think it's going to be an interesting ride to say the least uh, as we go into 2023 and as sports continues its, uh, motoric rise. So, um, Again, folks, thanks again for listening in. I'm Jeremy Evans, your host of California Sports Lawyer Podcast on the Believe Network. This show has been brought to you by Bet Online. Look forward to being back with you next week. Wishing you all a Merry Christmas and a wonderful and happy holiday season. Thank you so much.